Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories, and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being here with us today. Thanks for dedicating your time and your effort to up-leveling yourself. Today, we're really going to go deep into the root of all of us. You see, each of us has those things that possibly even right now to this minute hurt deep inside. They are the things that often, it at least feels like we're never gonna get past. Um, you know, if you're probably older than about, oh, I don't know, four or five, <laughs> at least if you're, you know, 18 or 19 years old, you have been through one of those hurts. Um, you know, it starts off early. It starts off with rejections that happen to us in school. And then later on, we, you know, start dating or things like that. And, and uh, you know, we have our first love and our first breakup and those kind of things. And they just seem like they're, oh, the world. Depending on, and I should say, depending on the things that happened in your young childhood. Some people and you've heard them here on the show, from the very start, horrible things have happened and they're deeply seated wounds. But for each of us, whether it be something as simple as the first time you got your heart broken or as advanced as extremely abusive, horrible situations that have happened in your life, those hurts can go in deep. Here's the problem. I've been reading this really great book. Um, it's called The Untethered Soul. There are parts of it that I'm not sure that I philosophically agree with the person, but the core of what he's talking about is so powerful. It's so true. Um, you know, and he talks about the fact that when anything, as casual as you look outside and you see the sunshine or you see a bird flying in the air, to as advanced as one of these extreme hurts, Anytime any of those happens, we do technically have the ability to either hold those or to release those. Um, and if we hold on to them, they create blocks inside of us, um, literal energetic blocks that block the, the complete flow of energy that could come out of your heart, your soul, the core of who you really truly are. Um, it's a great book and um, you know I've been learning a lot from it. Uh, it's really challenging though because let's face it, there are those things that seem like they're impossible to get past. There are those things that honestly, they do define us. The question becomes is how are we gonna allow those to define us? And the answer comes very powerfully in the fact that you get to choose. I know some of us, um, you know, and, and I say us because I'm in this ballpark too, 
constantly I'm human beings spinning around on this planet, having things that didn't go as right as I would have wanted them to. And all of us have the ability to choose what we do next. And that is a process. So I'm not talking about something magical. I wish um, for both myself as well as the people that I love that, um, you know, I did have the the magic fairies wand from Cinderella and you could just bippity-boppity-boo a person and poof, the hurt, the pain, the whatever could just go away. It doesn't work that way. Healing emotionally is just as much of a process as healing physically is. And just as, you know, if you break your arm or anything else like that, um, you end up in a position where the worse the break is, the longer the recuperation time is. The same thing's true in our emotions, in in the depths of our soul. The deeper the cut, the longer the time it takes to heal. The message I want you to hear today, though, very powerfully is, is regardless, you can heal. There is a after for this. Some of you may have heard um, the interview that I did a couple of weeks ago with Greg Yates uh, from his book, Broken. And Greg says very often on his website, often the only way to your breakthrough is to be broken. Now, I want to be careful because I'm aware of, I presented you enough authors that have had some horrendous things placed on them. Environmental, family, outside influences that have done horrible things or put them in horrible situations. And I don't want to make light of that. I don't want to... Uh, again, make you feel like I'm talking about anything woo-woo or anything that you can just just get over it kind of a thing. I, I don't believe in that. But I do know that you can take whatever that thing is and you can make it, to quote an old phrase, your tombstone or you can make it your stepping stone. And I really want today for us to focus on however deep it is. And remember, the healing is gonna take time. The deeper the wound, the longer the healing process may be. And that's okay. The question today becomes, can we take up the armor, the shield, the desire, to want to be better, to grow from where we are right now. So let's start off with that for a little bit. You gotta start where you are. And that takes some of that brutal gut level honesty. I don't know about you, but sometimes I'd rather live in, I don't wanna call it dishonesty, but let's call it fantasy. You know, in the what if, or in the when this next thing happens. There's some exciting things going on here in our life and in our business, and I really look forward to those. It's really easy to get caught in the trap of, well, when this and this comes together, then. The 
there's two problems with that. First of all is, is if you don't do what you need to do in the now, you'll never get to the then. And secondarily is, is that often when we get to then, it's different. Sometimes the then isn't what we were hoping it would be. Sometimes the then is a completely different outcome than what we expected. Often, it's even better. We find ourselves living out our dream in reality in a way that we never dreamt of. And I promise you, it's always better. And I'm talking about those times when you're living out your dream. I'm not talking about the bad stuff. It's always better than you could ever hope or dream. But it's often very different. Because what we want to do is take the mindset, the capabilities, the abilities that we have where we are right now and project the now version of ourselves into the then. When in truth, by the time we get to the then, there's a different us that'll be there. You're going to be different tomorrow than you are today. Well, I should say, I hope you will be. You can stagnate. You can stay just as I am, right where I am. Put a stake in the ground and stay right there. And nothing in this world is going to force you, maybe, to have to do anything about it. Sometimes life in the universe will continue challenging in you until you do change. You can still fight through it. You can still stay stagnant. But what you can do is embrace healing, that internal emotional healing. And part of that is incorporating those things that were rather than wishing them away dreaming of what life would be like if they hadn't have been. Just simply taking what was and making a new, bright, better future. And more importantly, an amazing and awesome now. Now is such a powerful word. Today is so amazing if you will embrace it and let it. If you will take up the challenge to be the best you you can be today. To be real with the things that have happened. No sense in sugarcoating it. It was what it was. As good, bad, or indifferent as it was, Everything in your past is beyond behind you, but it is part of where you are right now today. But now you get to choose how to maximize today, how to begin to heal those hurts deep within inside of you, how to really show up today how to really serve the people that only you can serve and how to live today 
as a thriving entrepreneur. We'll be right back. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. We're going to deal with the hurts deep inside and we're going to find some healing. All of us have had things that hurt us, things that often hide from the world, but that we feel every day. I know you know how that feels. Today, we're going to talk to best-selling author, Monica S. Love, about her book, Healing the Hurt That Hides. Hi, Monica. How are you today? Hi, I'm doing great, Steve. How about yourself? Doing good. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do in the world. Well, I am a a mother. I have one son. Uh, He's an adult. He's 28. So uh, I'm also a wife. Um, I've remarried. So I've been married to this husband now for almost five years. I... uh, have a day job. I work for the cable company. I've been there for about 25 years. And I am also a a minister. I've been preaching the gospel now for about 23, 24 years, maybe. So yeah, that's who I am. That's what I do. So like all of us that are ministers, you have found that in order to be able to afford to say you're a minister, you have to work a day job. Absolutely. If I uh, if I chose or or had to to eat off of the ministry, I'd be starving. Although I could probably stand to eat off the ministry for a few months in order to lose some weight. <laughs> but but all in all, absolutely. That would not be the weight loss technique I would recommend to you. <laughs> <And> me either. <laughs> me either. So let's talk about hurt, especially healing the hurt that hides. First of all, just give us a basic uh, explanation of what that means to you. So what it means to me is I, I actually had the name of the book before I even knew it was going to be a book, Healing the Hurt That Hides, because that's what I wanted to do was heal the hurt. And when I went out before people, I could not display that hurt because, you know, who wants pity because you're hurting or who wants people to feel sorry for you, right? But at the same time, every time I would be in front of people or around people or even by myself, there was such a an ache, such a pain, and I wasn't allowed to 
display any type of emotion that was other than um, what I was expected to be to the world. Uh, as far as in my um, home life, <clears throat> within my relationship, my marriage at the time. So I really wanted that hurt, that pain to stop. And so I came up with the, you know, heal. I wanted to heal the hurt that was hiding. That's what I wanted to do. I needed to do in order for my um, my mind to be where it needed to be, and it could no longer be there because of so much pain. Often that pain is so debilitating. Yet, you know, we still have to move through the world. Right, and you know, it, it regardless to where or how we um, come about the pain that we experience, hurt is hurt, you know? And if we don't, if we don't find a way to acknowledge, recognize, and um, be able to overcome those challenges and using them as, as stepping stones and not stumbling blocks, then we will fall down. I know there's so many times that I just, I'd say to myself, you know, I wish I could just disintegrate between the mattress and the box spring so that I would no longer have that hurt, that pain. Mm -hmm. I know all too well how that is, yeah. you know, like you're swirling around a black hole and you just really wish it would swallow you up as opposed to just keep hurting you. Right, right. And I think the, um, a lot of times that emotional pain, that mental pain is so much so that it, it, because you have to, when, when someone um, that you care about, respect, honor, and trust is causing you pain and you don't even realize or recognize that the pain is the, that they're causing you that hurt and that pain because it's always a psychological flip where you feel like you're not doing something right if only i could do this better if i could only do that more then the pain wouldn't be so bad because he would be happy and then in turn it would make me happy so you try and do things better that you think will cause your hurt or your pain to go away because it's not that you're not doing everything that you can to make the other person happy, but you just feel that. And then it's like, it's almost like you're not even allowed to feel, I know I wasn't allowed to feel that pain. I wasn't allowed to say, you know, this really hurts me. This really, if I were to say something like that, then I would be told how weak I was and, and how I'm just way too emotional. And so I had to mask that. I had to keep it so buried inside as not to acknowledge it to anyone. Because if I acknowledged it, then I was automatically um, viewed as being weak. And I never wanted him to view me as a weak person because he doesn't like weak. He didn't like weak. So I had to, to mask it and pretend like it wasn't there although I was deteriorating day by day. Mm. So how do we even begin the process of healing? I think a lot of times just even starting feels so overwhelming that a lot of times we just don't even start. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know what? I think the first, um, the first step to, to, getting to the place where you start healing is to 
acknowledge and recognize that there is a hurt or pain because we put so much focus on everybody else, every so much emphasis on everybody else when it's really not about anybody but ourselves. So once we realize that it's it's really about me, so I need to do what's best for me in order for me to be the best me that I can be. My sister asked me a question. She said, because she was really the only person that I would talk to about things. And she said to me, she said, uh, money, they call me money. She said, money, you have to determine if you love him more than you love yourself or if you love yourself enough. And I went away from that conversation and had a real conversation with myself in prayer and in sincere honesty and openness with just myself in the room, right? And I said, you know what, Monica? You do love him more than you love yourself. And you can no longer, I I had never realized that I did, but I did know that I loved him to the moon. I loved every fiber of this man. And I didn't, I realized that I could no longer live my life in that way. I could only live my life if I wanted to have peace, I could only live my life if I realized and learned how to love myself. And that was my first step to being able to be healed. Wow. That's really powerful. I mean, I think a lot of times we get lost in a relationship and, um, you know, that, that can be good, but I think it's so close to becoming horrible all at the, within an instant. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I don't think that we should get lost in a relationship. I really don't, unless it's a relationship with the creator. You know, I I don't think we should ever allow ourselves to get lost in a relationship because you can't put trust in people. And I don't care how much we love that person, how much that person loves us. If we get lost in the relationship of it all, we tend to lose who we are what's really happening, what's good for us. Because how can I be good for you if I'm not even good for me? You know? Mm. I have to first be able to be good for me, and then I can help you to be good for you. But not until, if I lose myself so much in you, I'm so busy trying to make sure that you're okay, that I lose sight of me, which then in turn means that you really don't have any other alternative but to... You know, if if you're that certain type of person, you don't have any other alternative but to do, to me, what makes you feel good. And hurting people hurt people, right? So if you're hurting, then you're going to do whatever it is that is going to cause me hurt and pain. And then in order to fix it, I once again internalize it and say, there's something I'm not doing right. And and when I was in the midst of all of that, Steve, I, I tried so desperately to find help find peace. I mean, I went to the bookstore to find books to read. I talked to some of the other pastors. Couldn't talk to everybody, of course, but there were some pastors that I respected and I knew well that I talked to. And even when I went to try and talk to people about what was going on, you know, some of them, I talked to three pastors. One of them was a woman pastor and she told me, um, you're giving him too much um, focus. Stop focusing on him, um, and and you'll be fine. You'll you'll be okay. 
how could I stop fo focusing on him when he had been my world for the last 20 years? I needed her to tell me to not just to stop focusing on him because that was, that was kind of the answer, but it really wasn't. What I needed her to do was to let me know that I needed to start focusing on myself and helping myself to become a better me, not for him, but for me. That was the first time that I tried to get advice and, not, and that didn't help because she didn't tell me what I needed to hear. The next pastor that I went to and told him, it was a man who was actually old enough to be my father. We both knew him. I respected it. So, but when I went to him and told him, he says, well, um, I'll talk to him. And so he did. He called him to talk to him. The next thing I knew, I was being accused of having an affair with this man who was old enough to be my dad, who I never looked at anything but any, like anything but a father figure, you know? And then the third person that I went to and talked to, he just said, well, we'll just pray about it. You know, maybe you guys just need to fast and pray and come together and talk more. Of course, that didn't help because I had been fasting for the last year and a half, you know? So it was just, I could not find any relief or any avenue for, for help. I couldn't find anything, which is kind of how this book, and, and, and I wrote this book, Steve, during the course of about 10 years. So... So what do you say to the person, because I know there's people listening, that are saying, yeah, but Monica, you don't understand my circumstance. It's so difficult and I've always done everything for this person. I wouldn't even know how to begin to start taking care of me. And I will say to that person, you know what? You're absolutely right. I don't know your circumstance because I'm not in the midst of living it. But I do know that if you don't know where to start, if you don't know how to stop um, making him the center of your world, the first thing that I would suggest that you do is get alone. Don't worry about him. Don't worry about the children, nothing else, but just get alone and begin to pray. Go to the, you know, if it's someone who believes in the word of God, Go to the Psalm, 53rd uh, Psalm or the 91st Psalm and personalize it. Make it a Psalm that's between you and God and begin to pray that prayer. If there's someone who does not know God and does not believe in going to the scripture to get the, that kind of help and support that they need, I would tell that person much of the same, that you first need to learn how to love yourself. First, you need to learn how get by yourself. So I'm in the midst of developing a training online so that I, we can go to that online training. That person can then make a commitment to go through that training process, which is about um, a four-month process that I asked them to commit to. They can go through that four-month process, and the first thing that they would need to do is to 
learn how to love themselves and they go through the steps that are necessary to learn how to love themselves. Because sometimes we don't love ourselves and we don't even recognize or realize that we truly don't love us. We've never taken time out to just love me because we don't feel that we're worth it. Mm, absolutely. So, yeah. so a person listening um, let's give them something clear that they can take action on right now. What could a person that's got a hurt hidden inside of them, what could they do today to start the process of healing? Regardless to what that hurt is, because everybody's circumstance is different. Everybody lives it differently. So regardless to what your hurt is, what situation you find yourself in, and you're so sick and tired of being sick and tired, get yourself, get yourself alone. If you know God, just begin to pray, cry out to, your, to God. If you, if you don't know God yet, get alone by yourself and get a, get a notepad, a notebook and a pen and paper and just start writing and write down what has happened in your life that has caused you the most pain. Once you start writing down what has caused you the most pain, then you'll be able to start dealing with those things one thing at a time. I can remember, I, I, I had an issue with my mother and don't get me wrong. My mom is amazing. I love her to pieces, but she and I had some challenges, which we don't have time to get into right now. But as a child, I never felt love. I was always trying to prove myself because I didn't feel the love when I could finally, and I didn't even realize that I couldn't say I forgive you to my mother, even though she wasn't in my presence. I wasn't able to say, I forgive you. So to that person who's gotten that notebook and that pen, and you've written down the things that have caused you the most pain in your life, when you write down those first five things and take them one by one, and it literally, it took me probably a month before I could say out of my mouth, even though she wasn't there, before I could say, mama, I forgive you. Because every time I would get ready to say it, I would start crying because it's easy enough to say it out of your mouth and not mean it. But when you really are trying to say it out of your mouth and truly mean it with your heart, there are some things that happen internally that you have to get past, you have to deal with. And whatever those things are, stop, get by yourself, Take time out for yourself. If every Tuesday at, you know, 5 a.m. or at 5 p.m., whatever that time is, is going to take you out of your comfort zone. And that's where you need to be is outside of your comfort zone in order to find the time, the space that you need in order to start the healing process. It has to start somewhere. And you have to say, I forgive. And listen, just because you forgive someone does not mean that you have to continue to allow them to treat you with disrespect and to treat you any kind of way wrong, right? I didn't want to forgive because I was afraid that that forgiveness meant that I had to continue to take the uh, uh, mistreatment. And it doesn't mean that at all. You can forgive and not uh, allow that person to continue to mistreat you. So that would be the 
first thing that I would tell them to do is to get to a place alone where you can actually identify what those challenges have been in your life that have caused you the most pain and deal with them one by one. That's what would be my first piece of advice. And it is a process. It's not overnight. It's a process. Absolutely. And you got to be committed to the fact that it's not going to be a miracle cure. It is going to take some time right. and you're going to have to walk through Absolutely. it. You have to. The book is called Healing the Hurt That Hides. It's by Monica S. Love. Monica, if people would like to go deeper with you, how can they get in contact with you? Well, they can reach me, reach out to me. My email address is healingthehurtthathides at gmail.com. Or they can reach me at uh, my personal email address is monicalove0304 at comcast.net. Or I'm on Facebook at Monica Loves Christ. Monica does love Christ. Excuse me. Monica does love Christ. So you can reach out to me, either of those social media. I encourage you if you're hurting, now's the time to start healing. Uh, reach out to Monica, get the book, Healing the Hurt That Hides. You'll be really glad you did. It's again by Monica S. Love, Healing the Hurt That Hides. Monica, thanks so much for spending some time with us on the radio today. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate everything. And yes, to your listeners, please reach out to me. Don't continue to live your life beneath where you should be. There is so much value in you that you haven't even tapped into, you know, but if once you tap into it and realize how amazing you are, you can get up and go further than you ever thought possible. Ooh, I want that. Are you ready to go further? than you ever thought possible. What a great way to live as a thriving entrepreneur, to expand beyond all that you can imagine or even think, to be healed in such a way that you can really do the best good in the world. Doesn't that sound awesome? I want that for you. I hope you are striving to thrive in that way. We're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. 
Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur. Today we are talking about healing those deep hurts inside. How to really begin to move away from the things that have wounded us into a place of real, true healing. And now we have our next international best-selling author to help us with just that. So many things happen to us that come out of someone else's anger. And often that anger has a long-term far-reaching effect. But the biggest thing we can do to deal with those attacks and anger is to approach them with love. Today, I'm joined by international best-selling author, Teresa Strong Myrick, as she talks about her book, Attacked in Anger, Died in Love, How the Hurts of Your Past Can Propel Rather Than Hinder You. Hi, Teresa. How are you doing today? I am great, Steve. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Glad to have you here on the show with us. So first off, just tell us a little bit about who you are. Oh, goodness. So um, I am a former police officer, victim advocate, child and family counselor, I'm currently a neurotransformational results coach. But more importantly, I am um, also a little girl who grew up in a situation where there's, there was domestic violence. I was later molested as a child. And because of my personal and professional experience, I've just seen hurt on so many levels. I've seen pain on so many levels. So I have decided in my life that my purpose is to help eradicate as much of that pain as possible by showing people how to love themselves. So that's the path I'm on now, trying to helping people to love themselves so that they can, you know, get rid of that pain and that anger that they're having, they're holding inside. So you tell a story of the death of your father um, at the very beginning of your book. Can you uh, tell the audience that story? So this story is amazing how um, this story has kind of been the, the theme of my life and how we got here to this book. But um, when I was three, year, three, three years old, I was told the story of my father and how um, he was murdered by his best friend over some sort of misunderstanding. And um, it was, you know, quite violent. And my mother was not there at the time, but she was on her way there. So when she arrived, the incident had already occurred. He had already attacked my father. My father was um, lying there dying. And she was able to get there as he was dying. And she held him in, his, in her arms as he, um, as he passed away. Now, the connection of that attack and anger and dying in her arms um, becomes then the corner story of your book. And you really use that to emphasize for people. So can you talk a little bit about some of the attacks that we have that come at us in anger? Right. So when I was, um, I was challenged at some point to, um, by one of my coaches to tell that story in a way that was positive because I would always tell that story just as I, I just did um, from the point of view of a victim like this happened to me and he challenged me to look at that 
and find a positive way to tell that story as a victor, victor. So that's why I that's how I came up with, although he was attacked in anger, he died in love. And as I looked at my life and um, how I had carried the shame and blame of, of domestic violence, of, um, of being molested, and how that I had internalized that and acted in such a negative way. Once I learned to love myself, I was no longer ashamed of those things. They became a part of my story. And it just seemed like that was the theme as I continued to progress through, I call it recovery, recovery from our, our past stuff and our mess. As I began to love me and appreciate me more and understand what love of self was, then those things started to diminish. It was no longer um, where I was holding on to the shame, blame, and the hurt and the pain of it. It was more of what did I learn from these? How did they, how did they shape me into a better person? So I learned that I was, I became more um, protective of, I was more protective of my kids because of it. I um, had a sense of discernment where I could recognize abusive traits in someone. So I had to look at it and see, you know, there was some negative in that, but there was also some things that I learned about myself, some things that, that um, helped me to help others because of those situations. So I don't know if that completely answered the question. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, you know, um, giving love, especially when we're talking about the things that are really horrendous like that, how do we even begin to approach uh, having a loving response to those horrendous kind of things? What, what really helped me was really getting connected spiritually and knowing what love was in terms of how I love to learn to love myself was, was, was really biblical in how um, God sees us. And, and that was the basis of it. And once I start to understand how, what God thought of me and that kind of directed how I should think of myself. And then that went into how I expect how others should treat me. Then it also was the biblical principle of, you know, we won't be spared bad times. Things will happen to us, but we can find that it in some way is working towards our good. It's just once I became spiritually grounded or spiritually, um, attuned, then I was able to understand how those things could possibly help me rather than hinder me. So really, we have to ultimately have some, well, God, <laughs> let's not, you know, <laughs> that. right, that we can take those hurts too, and then begin the healing process. Exactly. And it's, and we have to understand that our story is just our story. There's nothing we can do to change it. 
it's just there. But we have to decide at some point that that's not going to be how we see everything in our lives. That's not the, the glasses from which we're going to look at everything, that we have a choice in how we hold on to that past stuff, right? So we don't have to always be a, a victim. One of the greatest things someone ever told me, a counselor told me, after I spilled my guts about everything that had gone on. And he said, you know what? You deserve to be free. And that was the, the most impactful thing ever said to me. You deserve to be free because that communicated to me that I had a choice because I didn't think I had a choice. And you have to realize at some point that you have a choice in how you proceed. You can't choose, you can't change what has happened, but you can choose what you do with it. So, uh, and there's so much good stuff in the book that it, this isn't a fair question, but if you had to pick just one point in the book, what's your favorite part of the book? Favorite part of, oh, goodness. Oh my gosh, that's such a good question. I, I really think it's just that, that we have the power to choose that we absolutely have the power to choose. We have allowed um, the, the abusers, the anger, the attacks and all that to choose how we feel up until this point. But I think this is just so freeing in knowing that you do not have to, that is not the end of your story. That, that is just one little piece, that's one little chapter. And we do not have to allow that that abuser or those abusers to continue to control your now because what happened 40 years ago. So if you could go back in time and you could talk to that little girl, probably not the three-year-old because that's probably too soon, but you know, right. 12, 13, 15 years old, what mm -hmm. piece of advice would you give the little you back then? Mm -hmm. I would tell her that your voice matters, that you are important and you were born worthy, that you were uniquely and wonderfully made and no one can take anything away from you. The things that happen to you do not make you less than. Mm, that's good. I like that. Mm. So um, let's help people out. There are okay. some people that are dealing with some really rough stuff. You know, mm -hmm. you've been through them and you're on the other side of it now, but some of them are right in the midst of that. Um, what, is, what is an action or a couple of actions that a person could take right now today to begin to take those horrible attacks and anger and begin to transform those into love? The first thing is to own it to own it as your story, to admit to it, because so many are, are walking around trying to bury it and trying to um, cover it up. Own it as your story, but own it as a chapter of. That's, that's the first thing. The second thing is to 
I always tell people to write it down. I tell them to write it down so they can tear it up, burn it, do whatever they want to to make it uh, make it final. Like this is what happens. That is it. Once you can um, own it, then it's important for us to make a decision to make a decision that we want to move past it. And once you make that decision, then you can pull in the resources that may be able to help you move a little further. But first own it and know that it is just a just one chapter of your story. And there are a whole lot more really good chapters coming up still in your story. Oh, absolutely. What last piece of advice or encouragement would you like to give to the listeners today? My goodness, because I'm in the place that I am right now, I would say to act upon the recreation of your story right now. To take action right now. Don't wait for the right time, the right place, because this is it. If you're, if you're listening and hearing this, then this is it. This is the time. Don't waste any time because, you know, it's the old cliche of tomorrow's not promised to you, but that is so true. And how, if you were to get the, the notice that, that your life was ending within the next couple of days, assess where you are right now, how you feel about that, what would you do knowing that you only have a few days left? Are you happy with where you are or would you do some things right now? Would you stop some things? Would you start some things right now to make a difference in your life? That's really good. So Teresa, um, for people that would like to go deeper with you, how can they get in contact with you? They can um, contact me. I'm all over um, social media as T Strong Speaks, but I also have a, um, a website, tstrongspeaks.wordpress.com. I'm on Facebook at T Strong Speaks. I'm on Instagram. You can direct message me. You can email me. Um, I'm available. The book by international best-selling author, Teresa Strong Myrick, Attacked in Anger, Died in Love, How the Hurts of Your Past Can Propel Rather Than Hinder You. You can get it on Amazon today. It's an amazing, great short read. You'll be glad that you did. Teresa, thanks so much for spending some time on the radio with us today. Oh, thank you for having me. I've enjoyed my time. We can't stop those horrendous things that end up happening in life, either to our family or to ourselves. Those hurts well up within us, and it's so easy to give in to the anger, but I really do encourage you today to allow those things to die, to be released out of you, to unblock that energy like I was talking about before, and let them go in love. Whenever we reach for love, it's always there to impactfully empower us to have the ability to be so much more than what we could be just within ourselves. And ultimately, that then allows us 
to serve the people that we are meant to serve. And by doing that, we will be living as a thriving entrepreneur. We will be right back. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. You know, I know for all of us, we have things in our life that have wounded us. Some of those wounds are so deep. They feel literally impossible to ever overcome. But I promise you that just like the sun goes down at night, you can know that there's going to be light again in the morning. This is just a night there will be a tomorrow. Remember the saying, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes up in the morning. I know right now it may not feel that way, but I promise you, if you can maximize today, you will move towards that better. You know what it's like when, the, when you go to the doctor and you're really sick or really hurt? Uh, maybe you broke something. Maybe you have you know, pneumonia or, or something really bad. And when you're there, it feels like close to the end. I don't know if you've ever been that level of sick. I know what it feels like to be there. And you're, you almost in some respects would reach for death because the release seems like the only way out of that pain. And then the doctor treats you and he gives you some medication. And uh, you know, maybe you get a pain reliever and maybe it goes away. Have you ever had those, you know, where you get a pain pill and then four hours later, right on the button, you can just tell when it's time for that next one because it just hurts so bad. And you're, you're looking at the clock just waiting. When is the absolute soonest minute I could take this next pill? And you feel like this excruciating pain is going to be your life forever. But then the medication starts to work. And you no longer need the pain pill as much. And then before you know it, You've stopped taking the pain medicine altogether. 
and maybe you finish off your antibiotic or whatever other medication the doctor may have put you on. Maybe you have to be in that cast for a long time, six weeks, longer, six months. Depends on how bad the break was. But your bone gets stronger. The wound closes up and begins to scar over. And before you know it, time's gone by and you're no longer on that medicine and you're living and then you have something come up and you're reminded, oh yeah, I remember the time when that happened to me, but it's so far back in your past now that it doesn't dictate your future or even your today. It just is something that happened. Just like that can happen to you physically, that will happen to you emotionally if you maximize today. And here's the reason why. Absolutely, I want you to live your best life. But we all need to understand that our lives are not for us. We're put on this planet intentionally to fulfill a spot that only we can fulfill. And by filling that spot, it's what it brings to others, to the rest of the world, that is the powerful part of that. Your healing is so important and so powerful because on the other side of that healing is a breakthrough that allows you to help somebody else to help somebody who then is in their moment where they don't feel like they'll ever get through. So today is your day to make it through. And today is also your day because no matter how deep what you're going through today might be, you've already been through some stuff. And it's our responsibility to share that stuff that we've learned where we are right now with the world. You'll be further tomorrow You don't need to write tomorrow's book. You need to write today's book today. I encourage you to do that. I challenge you to take up the awesome responsibility of being the best you you can be because you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose. And the world needs you. So share that message with the world. And know that Kathy and I are here to help you live every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. Somebody who is healed and in the process of healing of all the things that you've been through. And with that, I know that you will have an amazing week. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? 
Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today.